0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to rock? Batista with the cat! And Andy Pettit is a stomach pitcher! I don't think he's pleased. Raymond Green looked like Duncan from Trent. Right now we're parents Cincinnati. We're gonna drink a lot of beer tonight. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get by. I know words. I had the best words. Am I being pumped or something? or. It's time for Fanatic Radio. Live Talk Radio and later. V Plus 360. This is Fanatic Radio. We are the Millennial Show. Thank you to all our sponsors. Shout out to the fans, our lovable loyal supporters. I'm your host Mike Gardner. Join me, always by the notorious Ben Florence. Back at it again for another exciting week. Got some championship claims, some shade being thrown, um, potential beef, which we do love. And then uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow night, which I. I Care, but I don't. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. I do want to start off with um, some housekeeping. So, I was driving home from work the other day. And I I get I pull up to my driveway, and what do I see in my driveway that has been here? I want to say for about a week. Surprisingly, the the week, about five days. A massive. Probably thirty foot long camper RV trailer because it, it has a hit. It's just been in my driveway. Now I immediately have questions. Um, come to find out, it's, it's my my landlord. Her son is getting married on Saturday, so this is what she had in mind. This is this is how Boone, this is how
1: Podunk
0: and Booney, I live the town I live in. I love it. where there's not enough hotels locally so my landlord has to borrow her cousin's RV to stick in our driveway just to have enough people to go to her son's wedding now it's safe like to clamp it but it's it's up there so I just wanted to give everyone the uh, the, the heads up on what's going on in my world that yeah, that's another thing. Apparently more cars will be showing up. Uh, Thursday through Saturday. I have to, I've been I've been instructed to park next door at my in my neighbor's driveway. So there you go. That's that's what's that's what's new with me. No crazy stories. Work's been work's been pretty pretty busy. Uh I could assume I could assume only only uh the same for you as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just you know uh, the summer, the dog days of summer are starting to roll in, and uh, just because it's getting hot and you know the hill of Congress here, sometimes they're there, sometimes what have you, political campaign is heating up. So it's just you know there is never a day off, never a dull moment seemingly in my line of work. But every time I, uh, you know, w- uh, every week I uh, look forward to th- the little escape that we do on our little audio broadcast that we call Fanatic Radio. Isn't it great? You yeah, actually had someone give me a shout-out the other day. Um, my uh, my cousin, well, I'll give a shout-out later in the show. He, um, actually, I'll say it now. Early shout-out to uh, my cousin, the great Kyle Kirchhoff the official yes. voice of the Grand Junction Rockies, which is the rookie ball affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. He, uh, I, I, I asked him to give us a plug on the broadcast, and of course he did, like, during the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> so we oh, probably doubled our listeners, uh, but shout-out to him. He's, he's riding the bus. He's like the one-man show for, uh, for a minor league baseball team or Ricky Ball because I, I guess it's not even an affi- it's an affiliate but it's not a tri- it's not even a single A but that gets into all the baseball bureaucracy and the what and what not which we rarely touch on in this show but I do want to give him a shout out because his season has begun and it's very cool that another another member of the family has entered into the media business uh, the, thank- the thankless underpay the thankless underpaying heartbreak business uh, speaking of that the NBA. Uh, Speaking of that, we had a couple of, as I we had a couple of championships crowned. Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, both done. St. Louis Blues win. Toronto Raptors win. Uh, the big question, though, before we, di- before we dissect each series, um, who had the more? Because I thought about this immediately. Toronto sticks out in my mind, but St. Louis, the Blues, they were last place at one point in the NHL. So who had the bigger? Who had the bigger sort of? run to their title? St. Louis or Toronto? Uh, You know, I'm impartial to say St. Louis here, and I think the reason is, as you mentioned, this team was in last place. You know, it wasn't like they were in last place in, you know, October, November, December. Literally, like I think it was like January 3rd. The first week of January, they were in last place in the Western Conference. And then they went on this – they had already fired their coach, and they went on this just insane run, not only to get into the postseason, not to power through the Western Conference, but to win the Stanley Cup final. It was just absolutely spectacular. And, yes, Toronto's run was great, but Toronto was a really good team all year long. And, you know, they had a – Miraculous last second shot to defeat the 76ers.
1: And then they That's really right.
0: turned on the Jets and just smoked uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And then they took out, you know, yes, at the end, a hobbled Golden State Warriors team, but a Golden State Warriors team that has proven that they're hard to kill. And so it's a spectacular run in their own right. But I think you got to go with St. Louis here. I mean, first off, the entire Stanley Cup playoffs this year, which is completely out of control, you had upsets left and right. And really, I think the NHL is the only sport where you can get a team go from last into January and then run all the way and win the title. I mean, you really don't see that maybe in the NFL. But like the equivalent, uh, uh, Buddy told me, like the equivalent would be like the Baltimore Orioles went on a run and won the World Series. Granted, it's a lot more games, but that's not happening. So it's just crazy. It was a crazy run. Yeah, and of course we saw it with the Golden Knights. They were a uh if they were an expansion team almost won, almost won the Stanley Cup in their first year of existence. That's, that's why right. I love hockey. I love how I love how it's such I think many people would say Toronto. Just because the NBA and basketball is so mainstream now. That's why I love the Stanley Cup. That's why I love hockey. It's such it is it is very satisfying with being a professional. A niche professional sport, but is what a lot of sports could take the page out of and be content with, because you still have great storylines, you still have good players. Other, uh, other than what's his name, number 91, Tarasenko or whatever his name is, he's the only guy on the team I knew so, uh, when I went when I watched the Stanley Cup, and they beat Boston, which we love to hate because that team is full of hacks. I'm sick of I'm sick of the, the Bruins being this perennial franchise. Which they are but they are. Um, I didn't have but I didn't have any resentment towards any of them either. Yet uh, on the basketball side, it's kinda of so in your face and you're like, Tomorrow we have the draft and everything is crazy about free agency and what the Lakers are doing, it's so in your face that it made Toronto... I love it when they try to make Toronto be like an average team that beat Golden State. But actually, it was the the first time ever, I was talking to my dad about this, probably the first time ever that Golden State had the injury buck. Normally when they were playing teams, it was... Golden State was healthy, and they had the deep bench, and they were effective. This year... Uh, it, it really, it really showed me two things. One, just what that is what the the ringer of a champion of, of multiple championship runs look like. Two, Boogie Cousins added nothing to the Warriors this year. And and three, that's what happens when you when you win a bunch of championships. Teams start to figure you out. We mentioned this a couple of shows ago. Well, I was saying, you know, as Golden State finally met their match, I stand by my comments because, yes, you had a team with good guard play, a, a dominant swing man, and a competent bench, which is all you need in the playoffs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the best coaching because I don't think Nick Nurse is that good of a coach, but you had a, mm. good, you had a good mix of all-stars and solid role players, which is exactly what the Warriors had, you know, like last year or the year before. So you know, I'm happy. to Both teams first time franchise, first time championships, which is uh, which is great because it brought back good memories of when I went to the Dallas Mavericks trade in 2011, after uh that, after that Goon Squad took down the uh the big the, the first year of the Big Three in Miami, which that team does not get enough credit. They do, but they don't. Knowing that it brought Dirk and Jason Kidd and Jason Terry, and Tr- and some Marion. And Tyson Chandler. All their, like their first titles. I don't think anyone on that Mavericks team had won an NBA championship. There have been a lot of guys on those teams who have been close. Jason K was one. Pedro Sojakovic was coming off the bench. Uh, Dirk had been to the Files previously, along with Jason Terry, previously in 2006 when they lost to mm. Wayne Wade. But <laughs> it brought back good memories with that. Funny enough, Rick Carlisle is still the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. I think this was his second year with Dallas. Yeah, and he is still, and now he's trying to develop Porzingis and those guys. But, yeah, I'm with you with the St. Louis Blues. It was cool that they actually went from last. Um, the NFL, we do see that sometimes. We see we see bad teams make a playoff, only by virtue of the last place schedule, um, which my dad hates <laughs> because we saw it with Jacksonville, the Jaguars, awful, and then they went to the AFC Championship game before rightfully losing. Um but yeah, hockey is, hockey is a great sport because of that, uh, and championships are uh, and championships are over. So the NBA we go, dovetailing off of the, the Raptors win. Golden State, everyone is hurt. Uh, we we mentioned that before, but more in the Western Conference. I want to talk about so I want to talk about the the, the Houston Rockets. Class, by the way, we we kind of touched on it last week, but now apparently it's gotten worse. People are saying you know, there's reports uh, from the Houston Chronicle and other sources saying that James Harden and Chris Paul really have strong resentment for each other. Uh, I think that the key, the, before, before we get to the who would you rather be question, if you were Daryl Morey, what would you do in this situation? Knowing that you are just a few pieces away. Knowing that your coach is potentially going to get fired or, or leave again this season, uh, all the assistants are gone. Your two-star two players hate each other. But on the flip side, your biggest hurdle is down for the count with multiple injuries, and the West is so wide open. Are you, are you, are you uneasy if you're him, or are you gung-ho? we got to stay confident through this, whole, through this whole wave of nonsense. Well, it's one of those things to where, you know, you make a great point about now with all this people in the Western Conference, now the Houston Rockets can really be taking advantage. And then you have this stuff where, you know, Chris Paul, it just seems like Chris Paul is just an awful teammate. It causes locker room problems basically wherever he goes. And it's one of those things to where, you know, Chris Paul right now, not even the second best player on this, on this, on this team. I mean, Clearly, the playoffs showed that Eric Gordon has kind of solidified his role through just a tremendous season he had. And I think if you're Daryl Morey, it's, it's going to be very tough to trade Chris Paul. There was initially some speculation about a potential deal going to the Lakers. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen after the Anthony Davis trade. So, And the problem here is that Chris Paul has just got a, a crazy contract. And he's clearly, you know, he's still a great player, great point guard, but he's still on the downside of his career. So I think mm. they're kind of in a position to where they have to do something. And clearly, obviously, I think the ideal situation for them would be to trade Chris Paul. The problem is, is that who's going to have to take on that contract unless you're giving up uh, or taking on uh, a massive even perhaps even more unwieldy contract in return. So to really, I mean, you know, Daryl Morey deserves a lot of credit for building this team, one of the top GMs in the league. And he's really in a, a tough position, again, to try to see what they can do with, uh, with Chris Paul. Because it's not like you're moving James Harden anytime soon. I mean, we all know that. So Chris Paul obviously mm. would be the guy that has to go, but he's incredibly hard to move. So it's a tough position. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever had beef with someone, um, a teammate, a coworker, at the James Harden, Chris Paul level? I fortunately have not. I am fortunate to have to be on the good side of a, a good number of colleagues. I say the vast majority of colleagues. I wouldn't say I'm friends with everybody but I would say I have a positive relationship with the vast majority of people I operate with and even people that I may not like. It's not like, you know, we're not talking to each other and it's not like a vile, just awful situation where nobody could work together. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, in other situations, you know, I really don't know if I've ever certainly anything to this level and yeah, I don't know. What about, what, what about, what about colleagues? that you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are definitely colleagues. Like, I know some colleagues, like, you know, that are almost just, like, repulsed by the sight of some other colleagues that I work with. Like, they, you just you, it almost looks like they're getting, like, physically ill when they see a certain colleague. And they, yeah. they're, like, grossed out by him and what have So, I've seen that. You know, Fox is certainly news. could be a, a high... Pressure environment, and sometimes not, that it's not that always the healthiest environment to work in. So, you definitely will see a lot of tensions. Um, and definitely, tensions. I don't know. We really can't request trades. It's not like, you know, we have a, you know, it's not like all the networks are in a league and we can be dealing pieces and prospects left and right. Although, it that would should. be kind of cool. Should be, though. I, I wish it was like that. It'd be great because it'd be very funny to play GM. So, uh, who would you? Who would you? If you were a GM, who would you take number one overall? In terms of a uh, like a like a news TV draft? Yeah, why not? I mean, that's so it's it's such a tough. Question. I mean, are we including like on air talent? Are we including just like behind the scenes? If we're building a network, I mean that's. It's so tough to say uh, because uh, yeah, there's so many behind, that... behind the scenes. Because yeah, behind the scenes, because everyone just want to go for like the guy with the ratings or whoever. But behind the scenes, who's sure, like your, who'd be like your number one? Uh, probably you know Ben Florence because you know he's clearly risen up the chain a decent amount. Still a young cat, so he's not quite in his prime. Only 26, so he got high production at an early age. And there's definitely a high ceiling, and there's still years ahead of you, so I think Ben Florence is the kind of perfect guy to build your team around could do a number of different things, but very versatile, so I think Ben Florence is clearly just a great guy to start off building your operations what, you what would you say is, what would you say is i love this the dread scouting airport what would you say what would what would scout say his flaw is? Flies? Uh, I think this. Uh, I think some scouts would. Uh, uh, I think because I am relatively easygoing and have kind of a light personality, I think some would could think that um, I don't take my I don't take work too seriously, which I would dispute, but I could see why people would think that. Uh, definitely a little too loud in the newsroom, uh, and probably <laughs> <laughs> you could use a a few uh, some fewer. Um, but, uh, four letter words um oh. they would have to but, but uh you know I I'm not afraid to uh drop a curse word every now and again. I try to uh minimize it but you know fortunately it's a free flowing environment. It's not like swearing is a uh significant uh issue or cause for concern. But I think that would be if we if we were doing the Ben Florence scouting report. I think they would be uh, a few things <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny. And I think also another thing would just be, you know, rel- still relative inexperience. Honestly, I love it. That's kind of, that's, I kind of <laughs> I kind of, kind of to blame for that at my job, where I brought in so much energy. Now, a year in the book, like, I've elevated everyone's game, where it's just, it's like high, it's like not high intensity all the time, but leaps and bounds from, from the people I work with from when I started. I'll just say it leave it at that. Where now, now everyone has such like that's like that's my common goal is to just bring positivity and, and high and, and feel and feel good vibes into the office. It teeters, it sometimes teeters on the edge um, where now I'm having to like come down from this emotional high and at times, I look at, like, there's days where people, like, ask me like, if everything's okay because I'm, like, trying to buckle down and get serious or like, a, a task or something like that. So, that works in the line. If you're starting a job, stay mellow and then kind of grow into it. Don't just come out of the gate mm-hmm. like some people I know. But, but yeah, shout, shout out to the, uh, the scouting force. Speaking of the draft, <laughs> it's tomorrow. Uh, Your Brooklyn Nets and the the team and the, uh, their rivals the New York Knicks. A very high draft picks. What do, we see, what, what do we see of it? We obviously know Zion is the second coming. Uh, but then after that, it's kind of a gray area of who will really be those good of players. Who do you like? Um, who are the sleepers? Who are, the, who are the, the juggernauts that if you were a GM, you'd be uh, going hard after? Well, it is important, though. The Brooklyn Nets uh, do not have a first-round pick because they oh. recently <laughs> traded their first-round pick. To the Atlanta Hawks, uh, the 17th pick. Uh, in a way, to uh, they traded a couple picks as well as a contract of Allen Crabb to pick up Torian Prince and to pick up cap space for this uh, wild offseason that's uh, due to commence in a matter of well days. Uh, I think clearly, you know that's the thing with this draft. You have a top, a clear top three. You have Zion, you have John Morant, and you have R.J. Barrett. And then after there, it's kind of a question mark. You know, I like uh, Der- uh, Garland, the guard from Vanderbilt, but he only played five games at mm. Vandy in his uh, freshman year. And, and then he got, an- he got a bunch of other guys uh, throughout the card, you know, go down to like a guy like get Ball Ball. So, very high recruit, talented player, uh, had a pretty bad injury that ended his uh, Oregon run a little early. You know, a kind of you know you don't get a lot of big guys. A with NBA bloodlines, his father, the legendary Manute Ball, you don't get guys of his yeah. size, It's certainly not guys like him that can move and shoot. So, but he's also a guy again that has serious injury concerns. And I think when you look hmm. at that fourth pick, that fourth pick now, kind of where the fun really begins. And the thing there is that that pick is now held by the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, in the wake of the the blockbuster Lakers, um, Pelicans, Anthony Davis trade. So now they kind of hold almost the key to the draft. Now people are wondering, are they going to try to swing that for a player? Are they going to try to move down for a team to uh, potentially, you know, a uh, team-rumored Atlanta Hawks have picks 8 and 10? Maybe they'll package those two picks and trade up to four, New Orleans will trade back. Um, are they going to try to get another piece to kind of continue to build their team now around, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, uh, Josh Hart, and what have you. So it's it's a really fascinating NBA draft because there's a clear drop-off after their third pick, depending on what you like to think of Darius uh, of Garland. And then you have another some questionable guys, some guys that have a high upside but didn't play particularly much. And then you also have teams that are still moving around pieces because we're about to enter – one of the wilder free agency periods in recent memory. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a problem with the NBA. It's like the NFL as well. It doesn't matter how good of a player you are. Unless you're as transcending as LeBron or like Kevin Garnett, the team team you go to is going to be bad. So that's what it's like. like You only know Magic takes someone (laughs) like PJ Washington or something. Like, great player fantastic player, but he's going to mm-hmm. a garbage franchise and he'll just be you know, locked in a vacuum where you can only see him on occasional Instagram highlights or um, or NBA TV. So, I will just say, uh, I, actually, I, I don't know if you know, I'm going to watch the draft tomorrow because I, I find it pointless <laughs> yeah. where it's just like, that's, that's what I don't get. The NFL draft is the worst because they overhype these players. And that's the thing. After three years, If you're not good, you kind of get thrown into this sort of vat of nothingness. Where, Mm -hmm. like, let's look at the overhyped offensive tackle from some team from the 2015 draft. Where is he now? Is he in the league? Is he been traded? NBA's the worst. Like, oh, he's been traded three times. You go to his Wikipedia page and his and he's like a journeyman, like, you know, like the Lopez twin. They are the guy who was on the Bucks. He's been on like eight different teams. And like, mm-hmm. at that point, you're not a good player. Like, oh, you come back and you have this great game in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, but you're not a good player. You're a good, you're, you're a good contributor, but you're not a stud that stayed in the franchise or was involved in some blockbuster trade. So that's why I think this whole draft nonsense is, is such a wash, especially in ba- basketball. If you look at the Sacramento Kings, and and they're no they're no means ready to be good, even even with Luke Walton being their coach. They're like them and the Phoenix Suns are like the youngest teams in the NBA. They're all younger than us, and it's just like yeah, because you have terrible ownership, you've god awful GMs, so it doesn't matter. All I'll say is I saw Zion Williamson, not play, but just saw him. I saw R. J. Barrett play, score 30 points against Syracuse. Um, he's going to be a good player. Actually, I don't even say that. He, actually, he's not going to be a great player. He'll be a good player. If you go to the Knicks, Kevin Knox, I said last year, was a good player, and he's still on the Knicks. So it's yep. like that's a great example. He was probably the best player on Kentucky's team last year, and the Knicks still didn't make the playoffs. He had R.J. Barrett. Beyond yeah, he's probably the second best player on Duke, but the Knicks are still going to be terrible. Um because your boy Dolan doesn't know how to, how to manage anything. So, yep. it's like, I think Gomery is overhyped. Um, he did win oh. his first-round game in the tournament, which is always impressive. But he's just like, what's his name? Who is the guy? Colin Sexton. Like, the dude from Alabama got drafted by the Cavaliers. He, he's sort of a wild, rambunctious, small point guard. Um, <laughs> that is, he's like Trey Young. No one cares about Trey Young. I hope the guy win Rookie of the Year. Because my man, Luke Adonis, deserves it more. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like, Trey Young, was, Trae Young was a, wasn't was a good college basketball player because Oklahoma was, was just flowed by the seat of their pants. Kruger had no idea how to manage the talent of Trey Young. And then he gets to sit over heights for an entire year. It's like, yeah, Atlanta still sucks and they had no way of making the playoffs. Okay. But yeah, we're going to keep showing highlights of this kid because he jacks up 40 foot jumpers. That may or may not go in, so I don't know. I'm of course I'm a big advocate for mid majors. So, um, shout out to the American University. No, I noticed no AU guys in the draft. The uh, upsetting, but, um, but that's the thing is, I want to see John Morant be a good player, but because he was so overhyped by a bunch of hacks on ESPN that didn't know basketball, I resent him more for it, which I don't like. So I don't know. I think mean, Cam Reddish is overrated. I saw him play, and he was just average. He never other than that one shot he hit against Florida State at the buzzer. Never showed up in big moments. Of course, the NBA, the entire career is a big moment. That's um, right. Bull, bull, conspiracy theory because he was illegally paid by Nike. That's why he was at Oregon. Um And yeah. karma is a bitch, and is going to come back to bite him in the butt. Just you wait. <laughs> uh, he ain't no thon maker though. It was, a hack. it was more of a hack than anyone oh, I ever called on this show. Oh, God. Um, who else is in the mix? Some random Europeans, you know. I always hate that, too, because they're so invested in college basketball. And then, like, in May, all of a sudden they just throw out some guy from Croatia, and you're like, well, if this guy was so good, why am I just now hearing about it? Oh, here. It's 2019. We should have constant stream of information. We know who the best player in the EPL is. Everyone in the world knows that Mo Salah is the most famous Egyptian, probably since, probably since King Tut. But yet no <laughs> one knows who this basketball guy is playing for the draft. So I watched a little bit of the combine and immediately turned it off because I thought, this is pointless. Um, yeah, I will not watch the draft. Because then may always wear those shoes, but, Like I always, I always laugh at guys like Ben. Remember Ben Macklemore, the guy who played at Kansas? I yeah. think went to the, the the Kings and God knows where he is now. It's like a it's like a classic example. So Do something better on your Thursday night. Do not watch the draft. We, we listen to this show because we, we that's, have a we, right. we have all the content. <laughs> and with that we have fan mail our phone lines are probably blowing up. Um, but we have we have we have some yeah. exciting fan mail including Flo's Yankees and Flo's Packers are back in the news once again. Surprise! Surprise! We'll be back after this. BlockTalkRadio.com. It's Fanatic Radio. Ah, there's the tingle. It's the reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on. Talk Radio. Millions of businesses count on Fiverr every day to get things done faster, better, and on budget. Fiverr.com is the world's largest marketplace for the professional and creative services you need to give your business a boost. Best of all, every service on Fiverr starts at just $5. Go to Fiverr.com now and discover how easy it is to find the exact service you need at the price you want. No bidding, no membership fees. Just browse, buy, done. Sign up today for free at Fiverr.com. Fanatic Radio. You know, listen, lose the number, please. The reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on. Block Talk Radio. Check out Fanatic Radio. My girl, we are the Millennial Show. streaming to see you live and direct at blocktalkradio.com. Podcast on iTunes, you 360. We're back. We're back. Oh, oh, no! Sorry. I thought sorry. I yeah. Someone's yelling. Hi, yeah. yeah. hey now. So I just realized I just realized i on speaker. First of yeah. all, early thumbs down to um to my brother because sometimes when he puts me on speaker, it echoes and I cannot stand that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but we miss missed the first <laughs> half. Miss the first half of the show. Catch up with us as always. All social pipes, on iTunes. We, uh, we talked a little uh, bit about what was more magical of a run, St. Louis to Toronto, talking basketball, the draft. The draft. B. <laughs> I actually didn't get to answer that question. Um, I've actually been involved with Office Beef, Um, with my, with my old, with my old, what's the, I can't even, she's 20, I wouldn't call her my boss. It was, when I was looking really at Nissan, so I had, I had a boss. Well, I think it was like the VP. Um, and then towards the latter stage of the job, they hired a, a, a person to take over the, uh, the vacancy of the supervisor role. Completely unnecessary. Um, I got, zero, I got zero, zero consulting about it until about three days before she, her first day was going to be. And uh, we were complete water and oil. She um, would take her shoes off. So we had we one of those awful open concept tables. Our office, our, our freaking office looks like a call center. She would take, she would take her shoes off. Uh, I think I still have pictures on my phone. They will be leaked. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one day I was sitting, I was sitting at my desk, and very small table, so it's just like, you know, I'm going about my business, I kept smelling something. I thought, you know, it's Dallas, it's summer, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just must, just humidity. I kept smelling it, and I thought, nothing in my trash. I didn't eat, like, a banana that rotted overnight <laughs> or anything like that. And I fortunately dropped my pen. So I went to go get it, gasped. She was stacked. She, she had one of those, like, plastic uh, trash cans for recyclable. So she, like, always proper feet up on that. It was just, ugh, absolutely foul. Um yeah, but here on, Fanatic, here on Fanatic Radio, we don't usually take anything seriously. It's all in good jest. The only thing we do is fan mail, which is next. And for the sake of identity, I, as instructed by my lawyers, I will not say her name on the air. going oh Obviously, I will describe everything else about her other than her name, but that does it for later episodes. Uh, by the way, i got to look at the, the archives. I'm noticing that we are slowly approaching our 300th episode of this show. And, we got, and, I, and it, we're in the hopper of something. We've got to do something for it. I might just be completely drunk the night we do it. And, and just tell, oh God. tell all, our, all our deepest, darkest secrets. Or my thoughts on anything. Just call in and send us an email. But more of that comes. Probably in a couple of months, because I think if we got because we do it weekly, it's it's, it's going to be a lot longer than we anticipate. But fans keep bringing in the emails, <laughs> um, and we love it. They, they well, first one wants to know. We first do. One, first one wanted to. Yeah, first, first first person wants to know. Following up with our beef story, they say they say Mike and Flo, you don't have you didn't mention it you didn't mention any public beefs. Um, were there any good ones in your days at the American University? Now I gotta think about that because I don't <laughs> beef. I had beef with the whole, I had beef with the whole fraternity, if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> From uh when I stupidly my freshman year um, pledged for pledged for a few days and then and then quit. Like <laughs> like a good chunk of that fratern good a good chunk of that fraternity hated me for about a year or a, a semester. Year. semester. To the point where it, it spilled over on the basketball court when we played intramurals. I was like playing the bad boy Pistons. Um, what were other good beefs? Oh, there was this one guy, Papadis. He now he had beef with tons of people. Oh yeah. Uh, our, the the village <laughs> fool. He um. He had, yeah he always had I think he always had beef with people because he encouraged it. He's like a Spike Lee of American University. Um, who else had B? Malcolm, I'm sure he did. There are certain people that didn't like him. <laughs> <Malcolm>. <laughs> that is name not a name. I wonder. Is, I think he is he still in DC? I want to say yes. Yeah. I to do a quick Facebook. I occasionally watched. I think he was trying to. He's one of those. He's one of those guys that like ha- hits on the um. On um, like the political wagon. So there was, I think, after one, after one U.S. Supreme Court ruling or something like that, there's a statue of him just running, like skipping down the street. I think Happy was, with Pharrell was the song in the background. It looks like he lives in Atlanta. Ah. Don't know what he's doing. Hot That's right. <laughs> yeah, he he always he always had beef with someone. A um, couple of guys on my floor. I think most most these people I'm mentioning, other than Papadis, are part of a fraternity. So we loved those. Uh, we love the we love the beef of uh, of the Panhelic Society of of, of of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, some great some great fights uh, from our good friend Thomas Man, who always refs. Uh, always always breaking up always breaking up some fight. Yeah, but no, we we didn't ha- we didn't have. Oh uh, yeah. Other than like a whole school, other than like a whole slew of guys presenting me for quitting because I, like, one financially couldn't do it, and B, I, I wasn't gonna tank my grades for the sake of paying for friends. Uh, no, we did not have beef at school. We usually, we usually, uh, antagonized the beef. We were definitely on the sidelines, yelling. We were definitely the Drake to uh, Coach Budenholzer's Milwaukee Bucks. We will definitely say it was that. <laughs> Yes, we mentioned, the, we mentioned the Rockets. Of course we did. Um, oh, <laughs> here's a go. Back, back, to, back to the NBA. Is the league better with Golden State injured? Um, that's a great question because it depends on how you define it as better. Is there going to be more parity? Absolutely. And it's certainly, you know, because if KD left, Golden State was still going to be competitive, probably a long shot to win a title. with uh, with the rest of the folks, but still definitely in the mix. Uh, Without Klay Thompson, it's completely all over the map, and very well they could end up missing the playoffs, which is almost crazy to think about. We'll see how the offseason gets. I'm not willing to say necessarily better, because I think the Warriors were one of those teams, even when Kevin Durant joined them, they were a team where, you know, they were really fun to watch, and it was one of those things where, Yeah, they won all the time, but it wasn't like you know. You remember as a NASCAR fan when Jimmy Johnson had that just incredible streak of title after title, and it just got ridiculous to the point where is there anybody else? Is this guy just a cyborg? And it got really kind of boring (laughs) and lame watching the chase year after year. And and then you know Kevin Harvick made a great point earlier in the I think or even last year about how underappreciated Jimmy Johnson was because everybody was like that sucked and then (laughs) everybody, you know, he never was a huge fan favorite and they wanted other guys to win Uh, so I never got that feeling with the Warriors and used that kind of convoluted analogy and so I'm going to say the league is not necessarily better. I think that the league is very fun. We got the Splash Brothers dropping threes and Draymond doing whatever kind of crazy nonsense that he does, I yeah. thought it was fun basketball and fun to watch, and now we're going to be without that for a year at least. so while the parody will be great, and be enhanced in parody parody, not a parody parody um, it should be It should be a fascinating lead to watch, and that's why this uh, off season is so wide open and so wild because nobody really knows what the hell is going to happen, and then who's going to end up being title favorites. You could have the Lakers being potentially the title favorite. The Clippers could be in the mix. It really depends on all, all, where all the pieces line up, and it should be fun to watch. I think it's better. for It's kind of like the year when Jordan was go play baseball. Of course, like, we weren't fully alive to so <laughs> appreciate what happened when that, when that happened. But I'm a, I'm, but, I'm guessing for all the for all the old heads that listen to Fnatic Radio, shout out to them. Mm, uh, I'm amen. guessing it's something like I'm guessing it's something like that, where we now get to see it's kind, Now we're kind of in that limbo year where it's like okay, because we mentioned the Rockets, you mentioned the Lakers, we had the Denver Nuggets who should have been the one seed in the West. They're back. Mike Conley goes to the Jazz. You know, does Quinn Snyder cement himself as a good coach to lead a good team? Does the uh, Portland Trail Blazers become a, stu- a you know studded team? Does Kawhi Leonard stay with the Raptors? Do they have a shot to repeat? Does the Greek Freak get his ish together? I'm more excited for that um, because I feel like we took the Warriors for granted. We're like, oh, Steph Curry is an MVP. because Kevin Durant was an MVP. Uh, And Clay Thompson was always there. It's like if one guy didn't have a good 30, 40-point night, the other guy would. I am excited (laughs) um, for the other teams, as mentioned. I'm also excited to see what Golden State can do. Because it it reminds me a lot of college basketball, and there's a really good couple of years of a team. And then that graduating class leaves. And then it goes, then it falls back on the coach, where it's like, okay, if you're that good of a coach, Coach, which is my boy Steve Kerr. I'm excited to see how he manages the Warriors going forward in terms of minutes played. You know, Steph Curry's getting up there in the high 30s, in his late 30s, maybe the mid 30s. I don't know. Um, but now it forces the wa- Andre Iguodala pushing 40. Uh, now you get to see. Now you're probably going to get to see who from. The traffic the Warriors got. Who are legitimate players? Which you got? They had Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook. They were okay. I mean, they're not going to set the world ablaze, but mm-hmm. now you really get to see, you know, Bob Myers at work and and just how just how good. We mentioned that Steve Kerr was worthy of being considered like an all time great. You know, we got the number of championships he's won and the number of trips to the finals. Now we get to see how That's genuinely good of a coach he is, and I'm very excited for that because it's he's in the it's in the Western Conference, and everyone's now going to kick him under down. But yeah, I'm excited to see uh, the other uh, how the other teams how the other teams fare. I kind of got that a little bit this year just because there were so many randoms like the Milwaukee Bucks that all of a sudden came out of nowhere and had the best. League and the best record in the league. I think it makes the NBA better, but I'm with you with that as well. The Warriors, because because the Warriors were so good, it elevated everyone's game. Now that the Warriors are not mm-hmm. good. We'll just see how we'll just see how elevated everyone's game is, or do we just return to the straight trash basketball that we've been exposed like UV radiation? Very good question. <laughs> now, one of the one of the intellectual <laughs> fans, emailed that one. Fantastic. That was. That is fantastic as well. Uh, To the diamond we go. Your Yanks, in the blink of an eye, have got everyone healthy. Encarnacion is now in the pinstripe. The Yankees have nowhere to go but up. Now that didn't didn't call Stanton's back. That that They continue to have good players. You were good without... Yankees were good without these star players. Is it good or bad that... Yeah, uh, the stars, the sluggers have returned. I mean, there's no doubt. And you know, if you're a Yankees fan, everybody really thought that this run was, uh, you know, so important because it's important to show how good this team was, even without all the injuries. And and certainly because you know it's a tough, ped- you know, when you're in a pennant race you're in a competitive division, as the AL East always is, uh, and it, it's just so critical to you know just for them to stay afloat once they get all the guys back now they're in this position to where they not only uh, you know were treading water they were swimming just beautifully and now they get all the pieces back and then you look at this kind of American League East, you know CC Sabathia's just going the 250 win club Everyone yeah, was mm. the Yankees. I was like, you know, that was 2009 when the Yankees uh, and then eventually won the World Series when it spent it spent the big money on big pitching, of Sabathia, your boy AJ Burnett, yeah, you know, on and on. Mm. You know, the Yankees three and a half up on again a Toronto, uh, excuse me, a Tampa Bay club that's been very solid all year, oh, strong pitching as always, good run prevention, but you know the Yankees now really, I totally agree. In the American League, where you got the Minnesota, talked about them recently, been extremely fun to watch with uh, really exciting baseball, a lot of power and fun stuff from the Twins. Uh, but you look at this American League and it's kind of like, almost like kind of, uh, uh, you know, somebody's for the taking, especially because Boston, you know, yeah, they're back above 500. They, they've kind of rebounded a little bit from their awful start, but they're still like seven back of the Yankees. Mm. So. It's gonna be a really funny, fun summer if you're a Yankees fan. Last year's season was, it was good. It was, uh, but it was like it felt a little disappointing. It also was hard because the Yankees had a great year, but then they just happened to be the second best team, the best team in baseball, ran into them in the ALDS, didn't really have much of a chance because Boston was so good last year, and then we know what happened there. But yeah, the sky's the limit. If if everybody's God God be willing, uh, stays healthy, Yankees are in great shape to make this a great year. Yeah, I think the only concern from set a fan that sent an email is normally when teams have are in such a flow and such a mojo that bringing someone back hurts them. Baseball there's so many games where mm-hmm. getting any player from off of the DL back is a win. The Cubs were a great example last year where Chris Bryant missed a good chunk of the season and Addison Russell was suspended. So right there, there are two good players. They're consistently out of the lineup, and the Cubs suffered and ultimately lost two of the three most important games of the season at the end of the season. Now this year, they're back. They're in the hunt for the first place in the NL Central. So that's – and then, of course, you Darvish was out all year. The Yankees are the same way. They were good. They were great. They were good. And they were back they – they, they were turned back to greatness. Uh, I'm excited to watch this, okay. Just to see them uh, basically knock the snot out of every – I didn't know I realized Inconacion was with the Mariners. Because I thought he was with – maybe I was going I thought he was at the Mets, but I could totally be wrong because I have zero knowledge of baseball or 1% knowledge of baseball. But yeah, the, the, it's, it's, the slow would say the Yanks are back. To another, to, uh, to another great love of Ben Florence, the Green Bay Packers, your boy Aaron Rodgers back in the, back in the news, um, which, which new, newly, casted, newly uh, leg-casted coach Matt LaFleur uh is saying that he has to they have they have to address quote the audible thing as an advocate for Rogers, does this give you does this make you more worried that this Rogers LaFleur relationship is gonna blow up in the smoke? And we're not even three months away from the start of the season. Um uh, honestly not particularly and I don't see that as a uh, you know a homer or Packers fan with kind of the, uh, the rose-tinted uh, glasses. But I think a lot of people overread and misread the article. The article, first off, there's, there's always going to be, when you have a, a quarterback and you bring in a new coach who was an offensive guy, there's going to be some kind of, I don't want to say clash, but differences at first. And I think both LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were uh, very open about it. In the NFL.com piece, and you know Lafleur runs a system where a lot of it is a lot of pre staff judgment, and the offense is designed to where you don't need to necessarily call plays at the line, call audibles, which is what Aaron Rodgers about to do. And you know, and, and Lafleur was very open about that, and I think Lafleur knows that you know it is still Aaron Rodgers; you still got to let him do his thing. But you know, it's it's, it's, it's you know you gotta. It's, you know, with, with any relationship, it's a give and take, and I think it's early, and you know, it's still June. We still have many, it's a few months until even preseason out So I, mm. as a Packer fan, I saw a lot of people. I was, I was, we, I was out to dinner. I was at a yard house, which is a good joint, uh, in Chinatown, <laughs> and I was. They had FS1, the uh, Locking In Gambling Show on, which is actually not a terrible show. We love Cousin Sal and. Even Clay Travis isn't awful on it. Well, you get him off like the political bullshit. But mm. they were talking about how, you know, there are these issues between uh, Rodgers and Florida, and I was Google. I was like, what is this? And then I read the story. and I was like, oh, so they're just being open about how the coach runs his offense one way, Rodgers runs his offense another way. But it wasn't like the coach saying, or even Rodgers saying, it's my way or the highway. So I'm not too concerned about it. I think that it's still obviously early. The new coach, first-time head coach. I'm not Mm -hmm. particularly concerned. I think you need to do as Rodgers famously said. The folks need to R E L A X, relax. It's early. Let it let it flow. We'll we'll determine come September whether there are actually issues. Yeah, especially like you said, with a first-year head coach. Um, it's like, it's like it's kind of like how the president acts. He has a wish list of things, and then certain <laughs> variables come into play, where where those certain things don't work out. The NFL, you know, completely have compared the uh, the highest the highest man in political office to a uh, to an average NFL, to a average <laughs> position in sports.
1: <laughs> it like has
0: parallel. I am not insane because a first year head coach. You got Cliff Kingsbury on one end of the spectrum. Who wants to give his players social media and cell phone breaks? And my brother and I were laughing about it the other day. First of all, my brother has my brother has beef with not beef, but does not like Kyler Murray. And then when I told him that Cliff Kingsbury is coaching the Cardinals, he goes, "I hope that team goes 0 and 16." we already Lord. have Early resentment for the Cardinals. But the Packers have nothing. My thing is the Packers have nothing to lose. We knew we knew the beef with with, with Rogers and McCarthy was 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 real as uh, all the skeletons came out of the closet. You have a clean slate. You have an MVP caliber quarterback. Let them let them do their thing. They're in a division with the Vikings were a mess because they got Kirk Cousins. The Bears, who are going to be bad because there's no way Lightning can strike twice with Mitch Trubisky. We have the Detroit Lions, who are equally as bad, um, in which the owner still wants to get rid of Stafford because they don't know what to do with him. So my thing is, everybody seems to shut up. Stop pointing at the NFL in June. There's better things going on. Go outside. Yep. Go take, go run. Go plant. Go mow the lawn. Let Aaron Rodgers do his thing. Let him chug his beer at the Milwaukee Bucks game. Great <laughs> video, by the way. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, his his boy on the o line downs two of them. I was like, this is why we love the linemen because they're not human. Uh, man, I my thing I think is, they go the, the go the Packers go the goes, as Rodgers goes. I don't like this Matt Lafleur. Anyone anyone who's a disciple of Sean McVay is is a, is a garbage coach because just because they worked with the guy because <laughs> they you know, sat in the same room and stuff and, and breathed the same air doesn't make you good and knowledgeable. Now, if you were like, Bill Walsh is a system, that's another thing. But I I don't. I mean, I just love – every time I see Packer News, I immediately think of you, and I was like, I wonder if someone's going to ask about this. And 90% of the time, they do. I don't. Th- I think people get worked up over things like that. It's a lot of things that are – like you said, you, they're punishing these guys for being honest and open with each other, which apparently 2019 mm-hmm. is a bad thing. Uh, we'll yeah. We'll end fan mail before we go to thumbs up, thumbs down. Women's World Cup, USA plays tomorrow. That's not even the biggest That's not even the bigger story. Our good friends at VAR.
1: Has VAR
0: <laughs> gone too far? You know, you know. Anytime we talk about replay, and especially when you combine it with the beautiful game, uh, you know. And this was the, I believe, the first Women's World Cup. That was that has VAR and then you had the uh, situation with Scotland and uh, Scotland against Argentina, which they, you know, you had that kind of crazy, they had to retake the penalty, help lead to uh, Scotland after they'd fallen apart, get knocked out of the World Cup. And it's one of those things where somebody just pointed out, you know, VIR, the idea of it is great, but it's like, especially, you know, with replay, the idea of it is fantastic, but it's just the usage, and it's like, it's one of those things to where, yeah, if a rule is broken, okay, but it's like, it, it sometimes it gets down to such small, slim margins to where, like, yeah, I guess the letter of the rule is, but this is like... You know, this isn't a, a random friendly. This is a, a world cup. you got team <laughs> elimination survival on the line. And, and as we know, FIFA's a train wreck. I mean, you know, I don't mm. trust people to, to run anything correctly. They need to be able to tie their own <laughs> shoes. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough position. We, I think everybody knew, whether you love VAR, whether you hate VAR, bless your heart, regardless, but there's going to be issues in a number of these games and it's going to have significant consequences and it has proven to do so already and especially once we get into the knockout round you know any mm. any issues or goofiness or miscues are just going to be magnified and just cause tremendous problems i think it's gone too far but the thing that makes me mad about it is you know like when you, when you download an app or when you go, when you, when you when you bring out something new to the world, you, you have to like beta test it. You have to put it in the small. It's like baseball with the pitching clock. They put it in minor league baseball and they do it for a couple of years. They think, oh, this is this works. Let's try to bring this to the majors. Problem with FIFA is they do it the exact opposite. They introduce this nonsense technology on the world's biggest stage just for just for a public just for a publicity stunt. Because going, Blatter is going to burn for eternity for his actions. I don't think he's not listening to this show. It's. Damn straight. We've we mentioned, we mentioned it before. Soccer is such a judgmental sport where replay doesn't really do it justice. And the problem with that is you know, the good in the men's game, the good referees kind of brush it off. Because they don't have legitimate, they're not legitimate referees working in that VAR room. It's like guys trying to get their foot in the door. It's like it's like it's like having the replay run by the interns. <laughs> and the, and the biggest beef that my brother has with it, being a soccer aficionado and, mm-hmm. and a former, and a player of the game, is it's the center official is fine. It's the linesmen that make it worse because those are the mm. ones, when FIFA tries to bring referees from different regions. And you get the guys from regions, you know, with a little less money, a little less resources. Um, We're trying to are so under pressure to get things right that they just sort of knee-jerk reaction, and mess up everything. And of course, you got the guys. So, but, but like in the men's game, the guys are two are buzzing down, and you as a center official can decide, oh, I'm not going to do this or not. The women's game, though. And even former even women's players and analysts, they're saying, like, oh, yeah, well, well, this officiating is, is so spotty. And they have even less resources what? in the men's game, guys, because, you know, the world is forever sexist. And so now yep. you have – you you basically take World Cup reps on the men's yep. level and put and put it down and several, pegs, several pegs. pegs, and then you get women's World Cup reps. And so they are even more start going up. And yeah, they do. Because the first one rule that I didn't get was uh, I think it was a Nigeria France game where the goalie you know, they they kind of retake a penalty as the goalie jumped off the line. Now that's a rule that is 100 percent judgment. If you watch any men's game, mm-hmm. those goalies are jumping off the line <laughs> way in advance, and a lot of referees let it go, because it's not something. You know, you're your own worst yeah. enemy if you make a it's missed kind of- penalty. I love so this game, though. It's, they're now so paranoid to get it right. It, it's a laughing stock. So, and you mentioned how when we get to the knockout now, rounds, everything's going to be more scrutinized I under the microscope. It's going to be even worse if something like this happens and the United States is playing. especially because we're the country. We're the reason why this monster exists in the first place. Play. But, you know, it's like they, they love it because Fox loves it because it, it, it serves controversy. It gets the ratings. It's like Thursday Night Football, which ironically is on Fox. Go figure. I'll take a break. Let me come back. Thumbs up, thumbs down. watch this, this, Talk Radio, BlackRock Radio. We'll be back. It's the Matic Radio. It's the reason you wake up on game day. And put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on... Log Talk Radio. You cannot be serious! But it's time for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. That's right. Quickly, playing segment what was good, what was bad. Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. John McEnroe sends us into the Twilight Zone. It's been a good week for you. It's been a good week for us. Good show, by the way. That's the podcast on iTunes. Blog Com. Uh, well, I know, first of all, before you start off your thumbs up, thumbs down, I want to give you an early thumbs up um, for your great subtle plug of that uh, on the Instagram Your story about uh, what was the t-shirt company that you got, that you got the free wine vouchers for? That was uh, Charles Tirrett. They Excuse me, there's, there's some sort of action going on, but I don't know what's going on in the background. That shit's kind of hot. Um... Uh, so in in DC right is, now? Absolutely. I have no idea what that is. I'm down in uh, southeast. Can you give a little can you live, live, live uh, I, I, I cannot unfortunately. I'm walking in the opposite direction. But, uh, yeah. So what, what happened is, is that, or excuse me, the shirt maker is Charles Tierrett and you can visit them. Hmm. Give them a cheap plug. Ctshirts.com. And I bought a, couple, and I a few shirts from them because I've lost weight and I needed shirts to be able to wear and fit in. They got some great stuff. Good man. And yeah, I got these uh, freaking wine vouchers that are still right for the taking. Yes, yeah. That's fantastic. So... <laughs> Uh, do you want me to uh, segue right in nicely to my thumbs up, thumbs down? <laughs> no, no better way. No better way. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. It's it's, it's wild. We got some tremendous activity, and who knows what the deal is. Um, so my, is it, th- is my is thumbs. A, down. Guy, I'm gonna start. Girl, is there a guy and girl fighting over something? I wish, but there's, like, some activity going on in one of the nearby parks, and I just have no idea what's going on. So, alas. Is it is it Occupy DC? Uh... No. <laughs> I went to an <laughs> Occupy DC thing once, only because it, it really... was, like, yeah, because yeah, it was, like, I had a, I was in a political course, and it was, like, you have to mm. go attend uh, like a certain number of political events, so I, I went to like another, like some random AU thing, I think it was Rick Perry, and then I went to I just went to check out the Occupy DC location in McPherson Square, which was uh, a little weird, yeah. but it was also cold and like snowing, so there's nothing going on, so it was a, uh, a good use of all of our time. Um, so if it comes down. We're going to start my thumbs down with a shout-out to my boss, the legendary uh, and beloved colleague, Nunu, Jay. I always forget how to pronounce her name, and I'm not going to botch it because I have my review coming up, and my livelihood (laughs) is entirely in her hands, so we're not going to bash her. Uh, and she's a lovely person. And a friend of me, you know, all the doubters are like, hey, you know, she's a friend of yours. Now she's your boss. How does that work? Can you still be friends? Absolutely you can still be friends, And at least until she fires me, in which case we cannot be friends. But that, fortunately, yes. has not happened yet. But she is the inspiration for my thumbs down. And my thumbs down is people that don't watch, haven't watched, and thus don't get references to my favorite show, the greatest show of all time. The Simpsons. Uh, Nunu sent me an email about a scheduling availability for next month. And I gave her like a completely non committal response just to be an asshole. And I thought it'd be funny. And eventually you just changed my schedule anyways because, you know, that's okay. So, and I was totally fine. And the scheduling thing was ultimately not a big deal. So I responded with, well, I, so I eventually responded in the affirmative. She's like, oh, well, why did you just tell me that? and I was, and I joke with her that I thought managers had the ability to read minds so I was tested, taking that theory for a test drive and then I sent her well here's a live look at my brain right now and it's one of those classic moments in the Simpsons where they show what's going on in Homer's brain and yep. I forget what it is it's, it's like it's not quite Mickey Mouse uh cartoon but it's something similar like going on his brain and whistling uh one of those old school tunes. I forget what the tune is, and but it's just like you know oh, banging the uh, cymbals and what have you. So just to show that there's nothing going on in my brain, and then I eventually talk with her about it, and then I'd be like, yeah, how about that? And she was like, yeah, I don't, I don't get your reference. Actually, you no, know, she had it in my email when I went over to go speak to her. So that uh, the uh, the bit almost died on the vine there, and then it nearly almost died. Because she was like, I I don't know. I think she said one of her daughters loves the Simpsons or her husband or something. Or maybe not. But I'm like, you know, the Simpsons is just iconic. I mean, if you saw the amount of Simpsons clip accounts that I follow on my Instagram or on Twitter, you know, my pinned tweet is that one of these days, I mean, I'm just going to be so happy when my social media is just Simpsons accounts and clips and throwback stuff. And... Mm -hmm. A thumbs down to people that don't watch and thus don't get The Simpsons, because I love to make mention to the reference to The Simpsons all the time, because, you know, the show was such a key part of my childhood. I also told her, right. like, you know, this is only, like, the most famous show in the history of Fox, and is the reason why we all are employed here right now, because it was Fox's first true hit show. And, of course, you got the NFL, and then you got all the other shit, but... So I- I- Idol. we're not. Yeah. Exactly. So we're giving. So we're not giving thumbs down to my lovely boss Nunu, because again, reviews coming up. But thumbs down to people that don't watch and get The Simpsons. It makes it so much harder for me to make great commentary, and great content featuring The Simpsons. So thumbs down to that. Uh, thumbs out, you know, thumbs can, up. You know, I can. I can attest to you. I can attest to you on that. Because I will give thumbs down to basically. You're basically giving thumbs down to non cultured people. Non cultured people in terms of like media like 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 media sense. I can give many thumbs down to people I work with. Because I name drop stuff from shows and movies and just random facts. Like one time one time a girl in <laughs> our office baked something. Uh, I think it was like brownies. It was very good. And I go, Oh, we got our we got our we got our very own resident Julia Child, nothing. I got no response out of that. I look like the idiot for knowing the great the one, the first, one of the first the original television chefs. So it's like, huh. sorry for investing more in my life than what's, you know, on Netflix. But so do continue. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, so thumbs up to those people. And again, we love my boss. She's great. And she continues to sign my paycheck so I really can't hate her. So That's a great voice. name, so, by the uh, way. Yeah, well, she is from Georgia, and when I say Georgia, I don't mean like Hotland. Go dog. We're, talk- <laughs> we're talking about the rep. We're talking about the Republic of Georgia, and thus she has a last name. I I want to say it's pronounced Day, but I could be completely wrong. And it's she's the type of person where I can nail the pronunciation, and she would say I was wrong. Then I feel awful and start crying, and then she would laugh, and then. You know, we'd have my review, so that'd be great, and that could oh, very well like, happen. So, nope. <laughs> of course, so there you go. Uh, people up still, people the to Spoon- the still cannot pronounce his first name. Yeah, I know, and it's fantastic. You know, just that, that's why we love Inside the NBA and Charles Barkley. Speaking of Charles yeah. Barkley, but not at all. Uh, thumbs up to the makers of the video game Fallout 4. I have never played any of the Fallout mm-hmm. games. I needed a new video game to play, so my roommate was like, why don't you play Fallout 4? And, you know, I knew about the games. I knew they were always very well received, although I heard the the new game was ass. But, so, I just recently started picking up, you know, you're playing this apocalyptic society, and it's really, there's all kinds of just nooks and crannies in the game, you can just build stuff, you gotta build communities. We also gotta try to find your lost son, so I'm really early in the game. But it's very uh, intuitive and fun, so thumbs up to I forget the makers of Fallout 4. Thumbs up to Fallout 4 in general, and we love the PlayStation 4. Uh, the bigger thumbs up, which is a fantastic thumbs up, is going to go to somebody I am proud to now say as a star, because he is somebody that I used to live with. That's right, our old buddy Marlon Craft, the official hip hop artist of Fanatic Radio. Uh, just mm. to be- is- his brand new, his debut album. Let me pull it up here. His debut album is called it's like Fun Mirror, House Something, Mirror, right? Yeah, Funhouse yep. Mirror just got released the other day, and my our buddy Kraft, taking the world by storm. It is the number one hip hop rap album on iTunes, which is no small potatoes. And you know his debut single, if you will, Gang Shit, which had a, the video went viral. It's had tremendous, and the video was fantastic, and had just tremendous buzz and feedback, and it's crazy that, you know, my for you know, you're the reason I first met, Marlon, because one day we were walking, mm-hmm. I don't know where we were going, and we were walking around SIS, and then EQB, and then we ran into him, and you're like, yo, this is Marlon. And, you know, I, I coach him on uh, and, yep. and, and the club team. And then eventually I moved in with him because I was like, I know that guy because I know him through Mikes so That's how eventually I started living with those guys and Tyrese and the rest of the gang. And now Marlon is a legitimate star, and he's blowing up, and it's awesome, and it's really cool. And we're very happy for our old buddy Kraft, who is uh, just killing it out there. I mean, killing it. And, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, you know, my roommate, the great Tyree Smith, works at the Public Defender Service. And he was telling – he sent a video to one of his colleagues. And his colleague's like, dude, I've already seen this. And when Tyrese told me that, I'm like, whoa, that's when he you knows something's big. we you got colleagues. Now, I don't know if I could send that to colleagues in my line of work, but maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, but we give ultimate thumbs up to our buddy Kraft, who's just doing a hell of a job. And it's proof if you got dreams and you keep after it and you keep it in mm-hmm. your sights, you can accomplish anything.
1: That's fantastic.
0: I will echo your thumbs up to my thumbs up. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> we've, we've done everything we've, with that kid. You know, other that's than right. I've like arrested with him. I've you know, drank with him. I've, I've smoked with him. I've played basketball with him. We <laughs> he had TDR. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, to, to be to be fair, a lot of the uh, lot of the, the the vernacular uh, that I picked up I, from the American from University, University that I use, I, 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 I even do, use but, today, comes from mostly him, um, the notorious, the, the notorious but uh, easily duplicated, duplicated like, Jaron Bernie, um, and, a, and a couple of other guys from like Jersey, New York area, because Marlon was one of the guys that instead instead of, of saying, like you know if you're, someone's coming over, like you know come on swing stop on by swing on by, swing on by. no 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 they, the 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 the, uh, the 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 guys in the city they always say everyone always say come through like oh yeah house party come through him and Jeremy Berman were the two guys that, that always said that. To this day that is a phrase I will always say. Um and there's another there's another one. Oh and this is also this is also this a Philly word as well. Shout out to the New York Philly area. Instead of um basically what are you it's, it's, they take take the phrase what are you trying to do? It's um it's, well, what uh Finna. What are you finna do? You uh, to always say that as well. Always to do. Uh, it, it's great having coached this kid, who's a solid basketball player. Never wanted to be point guard. Always wanted to be a, a shooting guard. That yeah. was always, um, always a bit of a, a bit of a bitch yeah. in my offensive because he was a good, he was a solid ball handler and um, and distributor. He was very much like Ricky Rubio. He was always a pass-first guy, uh, which I like because we had other talented shooters on the team, and he was very much like Jason Kidd, a very fast first guy, but when he needed to shoot, he was, he was guaranteed knocked down. So the problem was to let the talent flourish without complicating the structure of the game. And, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. He, like, he like, did his internship, and he quit, moved back to the Hell's Kitchen, and then he started making underground beats. What makes him so good compared to all the other garbage and mumble rap today is much like my much like my favorite hip hop singers, you know, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Anderson Pack. They have a distinct voice, and you know, shout out to he's the guy that can like scout scout that. That's why like 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, pa- Anderson Pack, all of that album was produced by by the Doc. Because I once heard in the documentary that's what, he attra- that's what attracts him the most is guys with a unique sound. Marlon is, is is younger than me, but sounds like a fifty sounds like a forty year old man because his voice is so deep. And it's not like those it's not like those hacks like Kodak Black or Lil Uzi Vert or Young Thug that just sound like idiots. Or even yep. even like the white rappers like like Young Jer- like G-E-Z, Young Gerald, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, R.I.P. to his career. Uh, the, the great, the great college rappers like Asher Roth and uh, Sammy Adams. <laughs> Asher, uh, Marlon, lovely. actually. <laughs> here have, I wonder what happened to him. I yeah. do. Uh, uh, three oh three, those bums that gave Colorado a bad oh, name. God. <laughs> um, Marlon is the exact opposite. His he has he has uh, yeah, his like his like voice is he has, that's such a good decibel level. It's enjoyable to listen to. And I think that's why I like a lot of like, all of his craft styles. You know, he used to do those those quick like one minute Instagram videos over iconic beats. My favorite of all time is uh, his freestyle over the over the, over the Nas uh, the Nas is like freestyle, which is fa- which is fantastic. Iconic instrumental from the King of New York, Nas himself. Um, it kind of got annoying, especially when Trump got elected. It's like oh great, another hip hop guy. Is being his political bars, but yeah, he's he's saying a song about the Knicks. I got a shout out from from Stephen A. Smith on First Take. Uh, he's always he's always repping the Knicks, and it's amazing of all his um, of all his mixtapes and EPs, all his mixtapes and um, and LPs. Now he's brought out the extended play shout out to the EP. Yeah, and he's above. He's above he like life. that. Hack DJ Khaled. Um, yeah, else, that's whoever right. Else, whoever else has an, whoever else has an album out. He um. All all he needs now is the feature. He needs a feature with an iconic guy. <laughs> so I'm waiting to see who that's gonna be. Hey, uh, Amen. And he need and he needs and he needs a solid producer. How drake Scott, "Murder on the Beat." Um, well, someone else is always like connect. Like those guys are always like connected to someone. YG is always with uh, DJ Mustard. And for the half the half our audience has no idea what I'm talking about. Just don't worry about it. So yeah, we need we need the solid beats. We need the feature. We need the we need the supporting tour. It, it needs to be like Kendrick Lamar's tour and like Kraft opens up. He needs the Coachella appearance. That's another thing he needs. He needs the he needs the festival appearance, but yeah, shout out to him. He's on he's on his way. This is great because he also has a college education, which is amazing. Because ninety percent of those monsters out there can't even count to ten. So shout out to Kraft. <laughs> I'm going to am yeah. have to listen to his album. I'm gonna do it. It's awesome. I love it. How oh wow, Dizzy writes on his album. That's actually a guy I've heard of, which is I love. He oh, got the intro. Gang, gang shit. I love how that's one of The album cover is great, too. I don't even think this is his apartment, but it's, he's like sitting in front of a mural of himself sitting on the couch. Oh, man. What well, goes through that kid's head? God bless him. Um, yeah, so thumbs up to him. Thumbs up to Chasing Your Dreams. Thumbs down to the weather. Uh, I don't know why... But the world by the world, I mean the United States has a way abundance of rain that is ruined as, well, actually, it rains during the week, so I, I don't mind that. We've got a streak of very good sunny weekends, worried that that streak's going to come to an end because it's at the worst possible time as this time next week, tendency to we even have a show or not, because I'm in full event mode for the first time all year. All uh, right, sports car race rolls into town, starts with IMSA, come to the Glen. And I don't mind if it rains, but it has to rain on, like, a Thursday or a Friday. I don't want any rain on Saturday. I don't want any rain on Sunday. Actually, thumbs down. And thumbs down to the weather as well uh, because where I live, where it rains, thunderstorms, uh, makes my internet bad. And also thumbs down to the RV that I mentioned because I think it's blocking, like, a bandwidth to my landlord's router. That or because she has so many people at her house, so many people are taking up the Wi-Fi, so my Netflix is slow. I could barely watch the first half of the U.S. Ghana game, U.S. Guyana game, of the Gold Cup last night. So all the complaints for yours truly, but we make it through. Uh, but thumbs down to the weather. I'm sick of the rain. I want, I want, I just want good weather. This weekend, I can get my base, I, can, I can get my bronze on, going off to the track. SCCA is in the house. Uh, I'm taking my intern to the track on Saturday because we're going to do a, a dry run, dress rehearsal, walkthrough of of what to expect. So God bless Katie, my intern, who's knocked it out of the park, by the way. Shout out to her. It kept my head on a swivel, kept me from going insane, and it actually, and actually, was a voice of reason the other day. I was freaking out about something. And she goes, don't worry. She added the phrase, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. And I, like, dropped everything I was holding and almost broke down into tears because I was like, that's how you know. She's been working with us probably for four, three to four weeks. And she already has bought into the system of of what I've been preaching since the day of their orientation, which is don't sweat the small stuff because it ruins the big picture. I feel like Brad. Stevens with the Spots and Celtics, fans Kyrie Irving. And now we get Kyrie Irving back, and the team goes to shit. So I have no idea which way it's going to go. It's actually not this event I'm worried about, it's stuff in the future. Um, But we'll get to that when we get to that. Thumbs up as well. Speaking of next week, the the better half of the Gardner Offspring comes to town. My brother will be gracing my presence. In, uh, in upstate New York. I actually don't know what day. I do know he's going to be in Pittsburgh, which I actually got to call him probably after this show because make sure he has his passport. When he goes to Pittsburgh and then comes over because we're going straight. It's funny. We're going straight to the six after after my event. So we're going in the yes. one's nest of, of NBA champions. I'm so excited because positivity in that city is probably sky high right now. And was yes. coming to visit to, uh, to have his bachelorette party, which is just him and me. He, has, he, he didn't want anything else. So thumbs up to that next week. I'm looking forward to that. Thumbs up to the census? I got something in the mail the other day. I don't know if it's spam or not, so I might be going in the shredder soon. But it says, Dearest resident, your address has been selected by the U.S. Census Bureau to participate in the American Housing Survey, which is fantastic because um, apparently someone's going to call me soon and ask me, um, every two years a select number of households are chosen to represent thousands of others like it, which is great because I don't technically live in a house, <laughs> but because I have so much resentment for where I am, I feel bad that I'm just going to give, like, thousands of houses a bad rap by saying that New York is an awful state to live in, so <laughs> suck it, Cuomo. But it's actually cool, they gave me this little wheel that shows, um... Average income and average rent of certain cities. Uh, one of them is the great city of Washington, D.C. Amazing. Um, median monthly rent compared in a city like Philly. Actually, Rochester, New York. That's kind of in my alley. $730 a month is the median monthly rent. As we swing over to our nation's capital, $1,400. Almost double the amount in Washington, which is God awful, which is why if I ever contemplate moving back to Washington D.C., I'm either gonna be living in Maryland, which is a, a disgusting state, or I'm have to find a roommate. So who knows what that is. But thumbs up to the census because cause I, I love the census because I love I love making a difference by actually not making a difference because the 2020 census is gonna just be all like all hellfire. God knows it's good, what's going what's to happen to that. Um, oh, thumbs up to you, boy, Flo. Roy, um, what's his name? Roy Wood's Insta story that you sent me talking about Mariah Carey, among other things. Um, very funny of his, his take on that. How Every rap song talks about guys having sex. And a final thumbs down goes to O.J. Simpson, who... Joined Twitter the other day <laughs> okay. just for the fact to give his opinion. Now, uh, Jack Dorsey, God rest his, God bless his soul. He's got to do something about this. Like, you got, I think it's time to shut down Twitter because that's the problem with social media. Is there's a good side and a bad side to everything? You know, Instagram. It was Gilbert Arenas coming out talking about. The WNBA, or something like that. You made some like stupid comment, and, and everyone got mad because, like, dang it! You know we, we did so well without or Gilbert Arenas in the public light, and now he's back. OJ's the same way. It's just it's so unnecessary. It's like um, what's her name? It's like it's like it's like Oksario Cortez comparing the refugees to the Holocaust, it, 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 and like Kendall Jenner, like the Jenners. Like it, it gives platform. To, to crazy people, but so of course it's, because it's all about clicks. So, so thumbs down to Twitter, and uh, and thumbs down to Hotels.com with these weird, stupid commercials featuring Little John. Little John is fifty years old. I don't need that guy. He, he's in the same area as Snoop Dogg, where it's like, what what purpose do they serve? You know what I mean? Snoop Dogg is, is like cooking shows with Martha Stewart, which is like a great it was like a great bit for a half. Second, because Martha Stewart was like fresh out of jail, so it's like, oh, Snoop Dogg went to jail too. They can smoke weed together because they're in California. Now, like Snoop Dogg's still on TV, still around. He's still getting featured in songs. Those guys and yeah, same with Lil John. Those those guys' careers died in like the 2000s. Don't keep them relevant. It's like 50 Cent sort of just went off in the distance. Like made a couple crappy movies. Try to make an album and just fell flat on his face. So thumbs down to that. And that will do it for our show this week. We managed to make it through with, with zero complaints. We've had you know so many days without an accident. We tend to keep it that way. Um, Amen. But of course, but of course, as always, keep uh keep keep it on uh, keep it locked at Block Talk Radio the podcast on iTunes, our social pages, Ben Florence on Instagram. Always oh, good with the stories. Maybe hot, uh, more hot takes on the way, especially as the summer heats up. No pun intended. But, uh, yeah. yeah, until next time, stay tuned. It may or may not be a show next week, but we'll have more on that later. That's where I spend been time. I'm Mike Gardner. This is Internatic Radio. We are the Millennial Show. Until next time, bye